This week, my guest is Cheska Teresa. Cheska is chief growth officer of a software company called Butter. That's literally B-U-T-T-E-R or Butter. And Butter has completely replaced Microsoft Teams and Zoom for me because arguably tools like Teams and Zoom were originally developed, conceived, designed for people running meetings online. But that does not necessarily mean that those tools have the features or the functionality that trainers, coaches, facilitators, people like you and me need to run great workshops and host great learning experiences. So that's what Butter's for. And Jessica is going to explain to us the kinds of problems it solves, the kinds of features it has for people like you and me, and why it's fast becoming the facilitation tool of the future. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. This is the weekly show for self-employed consultants, for trainers, for coaches, people like you and me. And the focus is on the business of you making money from your programs, your workshops, your courses, all the kinds of things that you've learned and developed over the years and wish to monetize. Maybe you have your own expertise business already, or perhaps you're thinking of leaving a job or starting such a business on the side. Either way, you're in the right place, and this is the show for you. I'm a self-employed trainer. My name is Mark. I'm also a coaching business owner and a published author, and I've made plenty of mistakes, and I love sharing the lessons from myself and from other guests every single Thursday on your podcast platform of choice and you'll find all episodes past, present and future on Spotify or Apple or something else as well as over at trainingbusiness.com. Please click on follow or subscribe to be notified of wonderful episodes as they come out every Thursday. It costs absolutely nothing and takes only a couple of seconds. Jessica, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be here. You're currently Chief Growth Officer at Butter, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So for people who've not yet come across Butter, we've all been used to using Teams or Zoom. What exactly is Butter? Uh, So Butter is, uh, think of it as super-powered Zoom. So if you're not familiar with it, it essentially is a video conferencing platform, but we're very focused on um, helping people facilitate better on Butter. So it's focused on facilitation. Um, Our core use cases are around workshops and trainings specifically. And what we do is allow people to plan, run, and recap the most engaging sessions from one tool. And this was um, really born out of some of the problems we unearthed when we were just mm-hmm. first starting to try it uh, to, uh, to try it out, and we were running workshops ourselves back then. Mm-hmm. So we stumbled upon a couple of key things which were not going quite right when we run workshops or training. Yeah, well, I've been using it now for six months, and I can see a huge benefit personally. In fact, uh, with a colleague, we've just finished up a program over three months. Uh, training uh, sales managers how to coach across three different time zones, North America, APAC, and EMEA. Mm -hmm. So for people who have not yet come across this, Butter is like almost like a Zoom, a version of Zoom 
or teams, but specifically for people who facilitate, who, who coach and who train. At least that's how I've interpreted butter for me. That, that's right. It's really focused on facilitators and facilitation. Mm. And the first thing that occurred to me when I saw it is, hey, this is fun. It doesn't look like something that you would associate with running Imagine meetings. It looks very engaging. It looks like something that's uh, uh, fun to play with and it's easy to use. So let's let's start with with the, sto- the timeline, the story. What kinds of problems uh, was Butter trying to solve that you feel weren't being addressed by other tools like Zoom or, or Teams, etc.? God, where do I even begin? Um, but <laughs> just taking you back to where it first started, yeah. Butter was really born out of um, COVID. So when COVID first started, our founders tried running trainings themselves. So they wanted to help companies become fully remote to actually know how to collaborate better online and to host trainings and workshops to do that. But even if they had a lot of live session experience, and what I mean by this is running things like strategy and planning sessions with Mm. clients, brainstorming, uh, design sprints, whatnot. Mm. They had the skills to do that um, in live. But when you try doing a lot of those online, it just doesn't feel as impactful. And sometimes Mm. you actually end up being uh, feeling ineffective as a facilitator. So we really hope that the problem wasn't just with us. (laughs) So what we tried doing was really going out to the world and seeing what problems do people have when it like what frustrations do they have when it comes to running online workshops. Why doesn't it like why do the dynamics feel very different? And one thing we we obviously like even before going out to potential users, we we were very clear that running these remote sessions were not as effective. And it might not have just been a problem with the tool stack, it might have been a problem with how people were also approaching it. And uh when we tried sort of going out to people, by then we had a very crappy MVP of a meeting companion app for Zoom, actually, which was called Meet Butter. We tried like using that MVP to get into discussions with people who were gonna potentially eventually become our our users. And we tried validating what were the critical challenges and frustrations they were having with online sessions. What came about um, based on that discovery phase were three interesting problems that um, really bungled up these facilitators who were expert at what they were doing, but just didn't quite um, click with it online. So the first one is something around tool overload. So you mark Sorry, around which? Tool overload. Tool it's overload, very, okay. Yes. It's actually very complicated to mm-hmm. um, plan, run, and recap effective sessions online because you need anywhere between three to 15 tools um, open in one go. So you plan your um, your plan your session with things like Session Lab, Google Sheets. You do your interviewing, let's say, with Loom. Um, and then when you run the session, you use Zoom. You scramble between tools. You use PowerPoint, Slack, Slido, whatnot. Generate the engagement and the participation that you would need to guide people from one point to another. And then after the session, you you use another set of tools altogether to recap those sessions effectively, and and across all these things, it's actually just very time consuming. And it ends the facilitators end up feeling sometimes like a, a tech producer. Rather than focus on the discussion they're meant to be guiding, they end up focusing and scrabbling between these tools instead. Okay. So, so what you said is that you, you developed a minimum viable product. That's the term you used, MVP. Mm-hmm. And that found that there were it was designed to answer three problems. First of all, the fact that there is this tool overload or sometimes called ta- tech stack uh, overload. 
where trainers, coaches, facilitators have to go and use different tools for different things. So Perfect. before a session, using something like Session Lab or Google Sheets to plan it, and then something like Teams or Zoom to run it, and then Correct. something afterwards to follow up with recaps. And what, yeah. what Butter seems and to do now is to put all of these in one place. That's correct. And that's even just touching on the first part of the problem that I mentioned. Second one yeah. is something that um, we've all felt before. It, you've, you've been in, in remote meetings for more than three years now. And mm. the fact is, it's just very hard to get these, like, we all know of Zoom fatigue, and it's very hard to get the energy and the engagement up in session. Yes. And for workshops and training specifically, you need that. You need people to lean in. You do. You need them to participate in conversations. You need them to actively learn so that whatever it is that you're you're trying to collaborate on and address during the session actually um, gets answered. So that's the, the second problem. And then the third problem is something around how time-consuming and um, how much hard work it takes from the facilitator to plan and recap these sessions. Some of them spend like days just going through recordings, um, what happened mm. in the session, going back to play back the recaps to understand how they can deliver um, the outcomes to planning. And some of the things I quite like, again, in contrast to the tools I've mentioned, most of us have defaulted to using, again, because of COVID, we've defaulted to using, uh, again, Teams and Zoom and other solutions. But this seems to be very specific for trainers, facilitators. Uh, for example, you can use reactions and sounds um, quite easily to give people a feeling of, of fun. You can send recaps to clients. And I did this all throughout the last six months, um, sending recordings uh, very accessibly to people. Um, we can use flashcards. We can uh, integrate with other tools. Uh, you can pull in uh, Miro sessions into into butter, uh, create learning agendas. And what I quite liked actually, Cheska, was the fact that you can create a separate facilitator agenda and chat with other facilitators separately. Um, and there are some really cool features. Um, what else do you think on the basis of feedback from, from trainers and facilitators, people have said they like about butter specifically for them? You actually touched on a lot of it already, but <laughs> I mean, you're okay. going to be yourself, but Essentially, one of the first things that really um, attract people to Butter is the fact that it offers such a refreshing and human experience. It's a delightful experience. From the people, from the moment the people join the waiting room, you can have music playing. You can create an environment where, where they actually want to participate um, and sort of involve themselves into the purpose of your session. And once the session starts, you can gear up and get the feedback that you need from them. Your reaction, as you mentioned, you can get them to participate in polls, whatnot. So that's like one of the first things that people find really valuable in Butter, the fact that it's much more engaging. The second one has something to do with that they don't need to switch around between different tools anymore. Because what okay. we've done is basically contain everything in one window. So in Butter, like let's say if you're using mirror boards for, the, for your sessions, you don't need to send links over chat anymore. You don't need, mm. like, people don't need to locate, like open up another browser tab to get these documents going. Everything is, you can actually get people to collaborate within one window, whether it be on mm. Miro, on Mural, or on Google Drive, and make sure that as the facilitator, you always know where participants are at. So it's much easier mm. for you to sort of sense, check what the room is feeling, and guide them um, all throughout the session. 
And um, one of the other things is the recap part. Um, right now, that's one thing that we've really developed over the last um, couple of months. You can actually recap a lot of things instantly. So after the session ends, we come out with this full recap pack of the recordings, mm-hmm. its transcript, and auto-generated summary, like so that you don't need to spend copious amounts of time pouring through artifacts. Like you can actually send all those um, important takeaways to your clients with just one link. So that's like yeah. some of the things which are coming out. I, I can go on and on, but uh, <laughs> I guess it is great. I, I, it is early days. It's it's a yeah. product in development. Uh, but in an agile sense, it's something which has a, a, a roadmap, right? There, are, there is functionality coming. AI will play a big role in this, of course. Something else I quite liked, and my co-facilitators liked when I used it uh, in May, June, and July on this one big project, was the fact that um, we could go into a room where we'd, let's say, created a room for uh, people on the course and we could actually not just send messages to the room, we could actually go into the room, join it, or also peep into the room without being seen, and then right. come back out again. I mean, and that was really cool. So we could check in on people's work and see if they're actually doing something they've been asked to do and come back out again. And yeah. th- that's something I haven't seen in other tools. Yeah, that's actually uh, one of our, I'd say, more powerful features. It's the breakout. Mm-hmm. It's what... Like if you're a pro facilitator, you know that breakouts are super important in terms of change, changing the dynamics of a session. And with our breakouts, it's a lot more flexible um, than what you're used to in Zoom. So you can assign people in different ways, but you also have um, other features like the observed feature that you mentioned, which allows you to peek into rooms without jumping in. So you always know which rooms need help, what conversations are surfacing so that it's easier for you to digest that back in the main room. Mm-hmm. And even um, the fact that you can assign tools or tasks to each of the breakout rooms is something that people rave about. Like breakouts can be very difficult for even experts, facilitators to manage, and especially if you're facilitating independently or in small teams. Um, the fact that you can already give preset instructions to to participants ahead of time can be a game changer, and you can even give them worksheets like Miro, what what not to open up directly when you're when you're using the breakouts the only downside i can think of butter is that when i mention it to people they go what's that it's <laughs> literally they go what is butter uh they're, ex- they're expecting some kind of, all food. <laughs> yeah they expect something um perhaps food related they're thinking well, what does that to do with 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 training and facilitation so, but the upside of that is when they see it they go wow this is fun I can't wait to design in this. I can't wait to facilitate in this. I can't wait to use this. And that's the reaction we got from people who are used to the traditional Zoom or Teams products, which are typically aimed at people running meetings. But this looks like fun. This looks like something where you want to go in and spend time. And uh, all the people said to us afterwards, that made a huge difference. Just running it. In a non-meeting software environment, made people feel it's different. It's something it's that uh, is engaged exactly. So the, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, what is butter? Don't know what it is. Um, but the upside is that when people see it, they really, really like it and uh, and have fun. And as I said, they feel this is different. And yeah. I think there are very few tools where we can say it's just for us for, for the learning and facilitation community. This is a tool just for us. 
That's uh, really, really nice to hear. I mean, if, if only people can see the smell on my face right now. <laughs> that that means a lot to me, Mark. But essentially, like what we want to do, well, on the whole butter party, we're early stage. So we're still at the point where we're trying to get our, our core users in and uh, almost create a mark with the facilitators or the people who we know would find the most value in our tool, which for us at the moment are people who are doing facilitation for a living because that's because we try to follow their full workflow in terms of plan run and recap that's where we shine the most um we right. we don't want to market ourselves as a generalist tool because that's really not what it butter is all about um mm. it's about sessions where you need people to learn you need people to collaborate and we're actively very opinionated in saying no to, to people who just are looking for a direct zoom alternative because if that's what you need, maybe that's not butter. What butter really delivers or shines the most in. And then to the point on having a a tool which is focused on facility, like you mentioned fun a lot in what you were saying. What we essentially want to do is match that fun with function, um, because fun tools are are can be just that of novelty. Like you can offer fun and delight. And that means a lot because essentially for workshops and trainings, you want to create a you want to spark emotions. You want to create an experience. But we also want to make sure that facilitators find value in um in, in what we actually deliver in terms of um like the the more powerful features, like structuring your agendas up front. Um, we know that like when you're creating these sessions, you want to do it with a purpose and you want to Make sure that, like, you're almost planning the entire run of show, right? But aside from just the planning part, we want to make it much easier for people to inject all the activities and the tools that they need. So, really thinking through what are the current gaps of the um, in in how facilitators have sort of scrapped around um, tools and the workarounds that they do. Make sure that the solution that we're coming up with is, yeah, is as much matches what they need much more. So tell me why you think facilitation is a skill of the future. Obviously, it's a skill of the present too, but why do you think yeah. facilitation is a skill of the future, as you call it? That's a great question. I mean, for a lot of things, but one one thing that really stood out to, to us is that we really, really believe that the future is dis- going to be distributed. Like in in settings where you're doing, um, we, we do a lot of remote meetings, whether they be workshops, trainings, but not everyone can become a facilitator. Like the the dynamics that you normally have in in-person sessions is not the same as what it is online. And you need people to understand how to facilitate effectively, how to pull people into conversations, how to get them to collaborate effectively with each other. So the teams, um, whether they be, when they're working in a distributed manner, they can run their teams and their orgs much, much better. So that's like at the crux of it, why we believe it's important. I agree completely. Uh, it, I think COVID has changed how we deliver programs. And whilst there is a huge opportunity with uh, face-to-face training, uh, I think in many cases, there still is the realization that now things have changed and will not go back. There is now a serious consideration given to delivering content, training, facilitation, coaching remotely. And so there's a need for a tool like this, which is again, our tool, if you will, uh, speaking as a community of trainers, we are, it's something where we feel it, it provides the functionality that we need to deliver. 
So let's end with a couple of tips that you have on how to make virtual sessions, remote sessions more fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really start maybe with the idea of structuring sessions with intention. Like a lot of times why remote um, workshops or remote meetings go kaput is because people don't really think through what the outcomes they want at the end of the session will be. They don't think through what purpose of the session is. People are not aware of what agenda they'll be covering. So the more we think through or plan through the structure of where we want to drive the participants to, the the better the time will be um, spent in these sessions and the more effective it will be. So think through the, the intention and what purpose you want to have. Um, maybe second is also try to evoke because collaboration is meant to be fun, I believe. Like we're doing this work, um, we're sitting in front of our computers more than eight hours a day. So, it, mm-hmm. like when we're working with people, we need to evoke a sense of delight in these interactions. Like, at the end of the day, it's almost about feelings. How do we evoke emotions in the group so that the collaboration feels better? The learnings take a lot more because when people are engaged in what they're doing, when they're happier. I feel it just leads to much better outcomes that can be both in work and in personal life. So the same, the, I think the same goes when it comes to designing virtual trainings, mm-hmm. like what emotion, emotions do you want people to feel um, throughout the session and by the end of it and try to design around that. And as the facilitator, it's not your role to have all the answers during the session. It's your role to guide people um, more than anything else. So maybe that's second one. And then, Third would be holding space, uh, I guess, for people. Like, be very conscious about the makeup of the group that you're running. Like, when you're hosting uh, a workshop or a training for C-suites, for example, versus um, running a workshop with uh, with both junior and senior team members, the the environment that you need to design would be very different when it. You have a bunch of introverts uh, there or the extroverts outnumber extroverts. The type of activities you need to design for is also going to be different. So try to understand the audience um, that you're you're hosting the workshop for and make sure that the activities that um, you're doing is attuned to do what those audiences needs are. So if it's more introverted people in the session, maybe how do you design time for them to do silent reflection first before pulling them into into conversation without proper um proper Brilliant. guidance or something so that's just so, so we're going to leave some links to butter in the podcast episode page for this week's episode um where would you like people to to go primarily to find out more about butter and perhaps even connect with you um, just head to our website. It's called butter.us or just connect with me on LinkedIn, Jessica Teresa. And I'm, I'm always, as you be- mentioned, we, we saw each other in the demo. So yeah. <laughs> I'm always there to support people. That's true. The very first time we met was actually in a demo for Butter. So you're running webinars regularly and this gives people the chance to come in. Yeah, I, I must do one of those again because I... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And there were so many people who had big smiles on their faces, like, at last we found a tool that, that is exactly for trainers and coaches. Oh, and it, um, it is so much more fun than I thought people uh, imagined. Um, so I'm recommending it to anyone who is running workshops and wants to make them more engaging with templates and, 
an environment that really brings out the fun and uh, the the participation levels that we need, particularly when running remote sessions. Cheska, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being my guest this week on the show. Likewise, thanks for inviting me. Huge thanks to Cheska for being my guest this week on the show. And you can find out more about Cheska Teresa by looking her up on LinkedIn, as well as visiting the website butter, B-U-T-T-E-R dot U-S. If you have a question or a suggestion, please feel free to email me. Mark at trainingbusiness.com is my email address. And my team, as always, Sam, Joe, James, Turul, Christina, Ignasi, and I appreciate your loyalty and your time. And we love you to share this with other people. Tell them about the show, particularly those whom you know are trainers or coaches, facilitators, or consultants. Until next Thursday, look after yourself. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.